The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Is somebody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Are you happy to be a part of this first 7.30 a.m. service? Will you give the Lord a loud shout of praise? Amen. You know, as we were preparing, we asked the pastors that will be conducting the service here, how many people are they expecting for this service? That's everybody, adults, children. And they told me 300 people. I said, wow, God has helped us. So I remember my first pastorate, King's Word, King's Word, Alagbadu then. Attendance expectation on a Sunday morning was 20. 20. God has brought us from far. So I said, wow, this new beginning is multiples of that. Hallelujah. That's normal Sunday. God helps you the day it rains. <laughs> you will come to church and there will be five or six of you that will do service to start. Can we lift our hands and let's just appreciate God for this new beginning. For this new beginning. Father, we thank you that we are here today. That we are witnessing what you are starting Thank you, oh God. Some of us have seen this over and over again. It's always a beautiful thing. It's like a new baby being born. And you know that mother is holding the baby. You know that child will grow. That child will do great things. This service will grow. Great things will emerge out of this service. We give you the praise. We bless your name. Come on, open your mouth and thank him where you are seated. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. At the center of it all. At the center of it all. Even right now in this new beginning, Jesus. It's you that I see. There is power in your name. In your name, miracles happen. Miracles happen. They happen in your name. So as we lift our voice in praise, precious Jesus, it's you that I see. It's only you that I see. One more time, everybody, let's declare it together right where you are seated. There is power, power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. We lift our voice in praise. Sweet Jesus, it's you that we see. Father, we give you praise. There is power in your name. Miracles happen in your name. We thank you that you are starting with us. Your word says, though your beginning may be small, your latter end shall greatly increase. So we thank you for this beginning. It may look small in the eyes of some people. It may look big in the eyes of some people. 
but we know the latter days, the latter end will be great. Have your way in our midst, we pray. Please be seated. Glory, glory be to God. So the service starts 7.30. I'm sure you've heard that over and over again in recent weeks. If you want to be a part of it, please endeavor to come early. Um, today, I just want to help us to maximize what God is going to be doing. Individually and collectively. So... Um, I want to just lay down some ground rules. More or less, that's what I'm going to be doing for the entire service. But even before I begin to share from the word today, um, let me just quickly mention a few things that will help us. And I want you to pay attention and listen very attentively. This new beginning will not leave any of us the same way it's meeting us in the name of Jesus. God is going to help us. One of the advantages of planting a new church or creating a new service is that you create room for everybody. Room for growth. Room for increase. Some of you may be sitting, this is probably the closest you've sat to the pulpit ever since you've been coming to this church. Because usually by the time you come, the seats in front of you will have been occupied. But that's just an example. Some of you now have opportunities to serve. Some of you now have opportunities to lead. Who knows? This may be the season where somebody will be discovered as a pastor or a deacon or a minister. There is now room. Glory be to God. Um, listen to these five or six things. Um, and I'm just going to flow into the message as I start. Number one, our devotional for this month is faith. To maximize this new beginning you are going to have to live by your faith. Use your faith. We have set apart this next eight, eight weeks for the establishment of these two services. Um, and instructions are going to be coming. Mix faith with what you are hearing. Habakkuk 2, 1 to 4. The just shall live by faith. We are doing some solid teaching on faith during the midweek services this month. We started last Wednesday. I want to encourage you to attend the midweek services. It's a new beginning. That may be one of the things you need to do in your new beginning. For any reason you can't attend, join the live stream. Even if you can't be here physically. Thank God there are no barriers in the realm of the spirit. You can connect electronically. And if for any genuine reason you can't attend the live stream as well. Maybe... Um, you're at work or you're occupied at that time, watch the service on demand. If possible, that night before you sleep or the following morning so that you can hear what God is saying. Number two, as we're preparing for this, God said, showing me something. He said, this is one of the things I want you to start believing me for this new season. In my presence, there's fullness of joy. At my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. This is how God impresses upon my heart. You have never come to a service that I did not touch somebody or heal somebody or deliver somebody in all your life. There is no way people can come into my presence and go back the way they came. We've always prayed that. We've always said that. But God said I should start teaching the church to expect it a lot more. He told me you've taught your people by this time tomorrow. The power of by this time tomorrow. And we've seen results with that prophetic word God gave us. 
But he said, start teaching them the power of now. Somebody say, now I receive my healing. Now I receive my divine provision. Now I receive my next level. I mean, I've taught this acronym in church before. I called it SINS, S-I-N-S. I've now updated it to S-I-I-N-S. It's still the same pronunciation. Suddenly, immediately, instantly. That's the new I am adding. Now and speedily. There were several miracles that happened like that in scriptures. God said it's still happening in your service. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? So every time you come to church this season and beyond this season, be very sensitive to the touch of God upon your life and the move of God upon your life. And the moment you sense that God has done something, we're going to be doing something after every service. We're going to invite people to pray, come to the altar. Those of you that were in church when we were around this size those days, um, we used to do that a lot. People will come to the altar, pastors will pray with them, lay hands on them. As our numbers start growing, we start reducing that because of time. But we can do that again this season. At the end of service, we're going to call you, come to the altar, we'll pray for you. If you need the pastor to agree with you on something, you are going for a job interview, come, let's agree with you. Or you have an appointment that is very serious. And also, if God did something for you in the service, Jesus used to tell people this, go and show yourself to the priest. Remember that story of the ten lepers? And the Bible said as they went, they were, they were healed. So if you sense God's touch, please, before you leave, come and tell your pastor, I had this pain when I came for the service. It's no longer there. And we'll pray with you, lay hands on you, and what God has started will be perfected in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thirdly, before I go into the world this morning, so the first instruction as it were I'm giving is that you live by faith. Second one is that be very sensitive when you come for service, when you're in God's presence. Third one, focus. Look at your neighbor and say focus. Focus on establishing or the establishment of these two Sunday services. Build with us over the course of the next eight weeks. Through wisdom, a house is built. By understanding, it is established. These services shall be established in Jesus' name. Through knowledge, the rooms are filled with all good and pleasant things. We want these services to be filled. Hallelujah. So walk with us. Jesus said that we build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Invite people to church. This room we are creating is so that more people can come. Pray along with us for the success of the services. Give as God has enabled you to give. Join a service group and start serving. This next eight weeks, walk with us. Or more importantly, walk with Jesus. Two main scriptures God has shared with us in the leadership and the workforce. I will give it to everyone in the congregation. Matthew 6.33 Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that you desire will be added unto you. Let me share a very brief testimony with you. Simple thing. Um, all my, my daughter marked her 10th birthday, my first daughter yesterday. We had a little party for her and all that. All through the week, she had been checking the weather because we had to do some things outdoor. And we saw that the forecast was there's going to be rain throughout yesterday. And... Lo and behold, Saturday morning is there raining. 
But I was coming to church, seeking first God's kingdom to pray for the two services. We had a we have a prayer meeting. We are doing this for the next these eight weeks um, for intercessors. Anyone is free to join us, 7:30 to 9. And as I was coming, in fact, I was already on Okwebi Road, then rain was I just prayed a simple prayer. God, I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm, I'm doing what you are saying. Lord, I, 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 I thank you for favorable weather. And I just committed everything to God departing. It kept raining and raining and raining. But around one, between one and two, the clouds just started clearing. And we had sunshine. And everything we needed to do was done. Ah, someone will say, Pastor, how do you know it's your prayer? I don't know. All I know is that the weather forecast said there will be rain all through Saturday. I sought first God's kingdom. Come and pray. And good weather was added to me at the end of the day. And we had a good party. And the scripture was fulfilled in my life. Whether it was my prayer that did it to, or the prayer of one prophet that died 2,000 years ago, is none of my business. I was blind, but now I see. That's all I can tell you. Praise God. Everything you need when you put God first, we added to you, including favorable weather. Glory be to God. In case someone is planning to get married, may rain not destroy your wedding reception in Jesus' name. The second text, 1 Samuel 12, 24. Focus on the establishment of these services. The Bible says it's a foolish son that sleeps during the harvest. When your father is building, you should rise up and build with him. 1 Samuel 12, 24. Only fear the Lord. Saul, I mean, Samuel was advising Saul here. Only fear the Lord. That's all you need to do. And serve him. You can't say you are walking in reverence of God and you are not serving him. Serve him in truth with all your heart. This is what you should do these eight weeks. Reverence God, honor God, serve him with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. Glory, glory be to God. It's going to be an awesome season. Somebody say, Father, I'm ready for what you are said to do. My life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Let's rise for the reading of God's word. Pastor, I've not been reading the word. That was preamble. I want to get into my text for today and my teaching. Rise up, rise up. Pick up your Bibles. Genesis chapter 1. Actually, there's a fourth instruction I should give you. So maybe while you are standing, I will give that to you. Genesis chapter 1, open the text to that. A lot of instruction, a lot of learning is going to be coming to you this next, next eight weeks. This is the instruction. Take note. Take note of and write down precisely the things God is laying on your own heart to do. This part of being sensitive when you're in God's presence. Take notes. Don't try and keep it in your mind. You may forget. Write it down, preferably, of what God is instructing you, guiding you to do. You'll be hearing and learning a lot in these eight weeks. I'm going to take you back. God, God dealt with me. Go back to August 1990. Next year will be 30 years that Dr. K received the vision of King's Word. And in my own time of prayer, God has taken me back 30 years. And he has been pointing out, these are the things that have helped King's Word come this far. I'll be sharing them with you to the best of my ability. Not only that, we are going to the beginning. Going to the beginning now. 
secrets from the beginning. This is a new beginning. If you know what to do at every beginning and you do it well, things will work out for you. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? So Moses wrote the beginning for us. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. He wasn't there, but God took him back to in the beginning. And God told him what happened. The same way God has taken me back to August 1990. I wasn't there with Reverend K. But God has told me things that happened. I don't even have to ask Reverend K. His own version may be different from my own version. Glory be to God. Not only that, Apostle Paul wrote, before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. God took Paul further the back than Moses. So we're going to be teaching from all these three points. What we have learned in 30 years, what has been written in scriptures for us from the beginning, even things that were revealed before the beginning that we can even find in scriptures. We're going to be sharing several things. In fact, all I've said in the last 10 minutes is not to transform anybody's life if you are paying attention. Can I hear a loud amen? As things are coming to you, we are saying a lot of things, we are talking to thousands of people. Find out the one that God is telling you. Pastor T, focus on this. Of all the 10 things that were said, these are the three that are really for you. And you will see God do amazing things in your life in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. If you are there and you're ready to read, shout a loud amen. amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Then God said... What did God say? Let there be light. Can somebody shout with us this morning? Let there be light. That's what you need in every beginning. And there was light. We can learn this from God's experience. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. So... The evening and the morning were the first day. Father, we thank you for the blessing upon the reading of your word. We ask that you speak to our hearts. In the little time we have left in this service, touch us one and all. Let us hear the secrets of heaven that make new beginnings to count. And help us to experience our own new beginnings. Even as you experience the new beginning here, we give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Please take your seats. Everyone and anyone can have a new beginning. Can somebody shout, that includes me. It doesn't matter how your present looks like. It doesn't matter how bad your past has been. You may have just gone through the worst season of your life. Here I am. I'm testifying today, yesterday. It just brought back memories. Ten years ago was the first time our first child was born. August 10th, that's when Ifemi was born. The years and the months before that, they were the darkest years of our lives. Not only had years gone by that we couldn't have children, we had Ifemi seven and a half years into our marriage. Darkest days of our lives. 
Not only that, we had suffered two very painful miscarriages. Among other several year year disappointments, there was one year we wanted to go and do IVF in America. Contacted doctor, paid everything. In fact, they had sent the medication down for Pasoinda. She had been using medication. So just to go to America to start the treatment. After trying and trying naturally, and naturally did not work. She got to America. We have been going to America for years. Oh. One, I will say this, devil customs officer just said that you are not going to America. I that you didn't tell them in the embassy you are coming to do IVF. Stamp that passport, go back to Nigeria. No treatment for you. They didn't even allow her to enter. She was seen the domot of America. <laughs> you can imagine how devastating that was. After months and months of planning and preparing, Dark days. You see, Nephemi's birth was the manifestation of the miracle. The months before that, man, that's when God said, our own new beginning for us. When I tell you I have not had a bad day in 10 years, that's what I'm referring to. I look back, it took me a few years to catch it. I just realized, wow, the things God started teaching us and we started doing. I just turned life around. God had a new beginning in Genesis 1. In fact, the whole week of creation was God having a new beginning. Verse 1 tells us God created the heavens and the earth. Between verse 1 and 2, something went wrong with the earth. It became dark. It became empty. It became void. Then in verse 2, God started recreating the world again. You can recreate your world. Can I hear a loud amen? You can restart your world. You can renew your world, your life. You can restore and refresh your life. Sundays in this church, we pray about restoration, recovery, and comfort. We're going to send out scriptures to you again today to pray personally. You can. If you can learn what God do, what did God do? And this is what we're going to do for these next eight weeks. We're going to go to this creation week. There were seven days there. Each day, we will look at what God did. There are principles to extract from there. Learn to do them in your own life. You have a whole week to practice it and forever to keep living it. If you did what God did in the beginning, you too will have a new beginning. Can I hear a loud amen? Not only that, I will talk to you. I'm going to give you two major keys every Sunday. Number one, what God did in the beginning. Number two, Again, going back to the 29 plus years of this ministry, counting from when God, Dr. K, downloaded the vision. What have we learned that has made King's Word what it is today? Yesterday, Dr. K and Pastor May, again, marking their 20th anniversary at the renewal of vow service. What have we learned in this past almost 30 years that has made life colorful for so many people? So that if anybody here needs a new beginning of color, whether it's in their marriage or their finances or their ministry or their family or their health, if they can do those things by the grace of God, they too can enjoy new beginnings. What did God do in Genesis 1? The first thing, let there be light. That's the key. Now, this is what you need to learn. He wasn't talking about physical light. He wasn't talking about these light bulbs. He wasn't even talking about the sun. You will see that the sun only got mentioned on day four. 
So what light was God talking about? Spiritual light. We are talking spiritual illumination. That's the first key you need. Light on the inside. What Ephesians 1 from verse 18 talks about. That the eyes of your understanding should be enlightened. Spiritual illumination. Somebody say spiritual illumination. Spiritual illumination. Shout out loud if you are hearing me this morning. Spiritual illumination. Inner vision. Let me tell you something. That's the first thing to do when you are in darkness. I've said this once in this church. I've said it a thousand times. It's been a while since I said it. So in case some of you new people may be hearing it for the first time. I've said it over and over again. If you are drinking Gary on the outside... I beg you, don't be drinking Gary on the inside. Do you catch that simple wisdom? Your current situation like God is darkness. May there not be darkness on your inside. See yourself in Sheraton or the number one hotel in Lagos having a seven-course banquet. How? By light. That's what you need. If there's darkness on the outside and there's darkness on the inside, if there's barrenness on the outside and there's barrenness on the inside, if there's poverty on the outside and there's poverty on the inside, if there's sickness on the outside and sickness on the inside, things may not change. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. But bless God if there's failure on the outside, but on the inside is victory. Men, get ready for a new beginning. Oh, hallelujah. Another way to describe spiritual illumination and inner vision is the word hope. That's the number one secret for a new beginning. Even God had to have hope. The world I created has gone dark. It has gone void. Void. Nothing is happening. But bless God, God is not a hopeless God. It's called the God of all hope. Abraham in, against hope believed in hope. That's what you need. You are 100 years old. Your wife is 90. You've not had children all your life. Hope that by this time tomorrow. And now we're updating that revelation. Now. Hallelujah. I will have children. That's the secret of a new beginning. I don't have a job. Oh. On the outside. But now, God is giving me a job. Can somebody shout that out loud? Now, God is doing my miracle. In this service, Jesus is touching my life afresh. The number one secret to a new beginning is hope. Romans 5.5, 5, hope does not disappoint. King James says it this way, hope maketh not ashamed. I prophesy over you. This new beginning, this new season marks the end of all shame and reproach in your life. In the name of Jesus. How do you get a pastor? By hope. I can tell you it came to a point. Even though there was no child. Even though we had had two miscarriages. Even though all kinds of disappointments were happening on the outside. We kept believing we would be joyful parents of children. Joyful parents of children. That was our hope. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
your faith works on your hope. If Satan can quench your hope, he can keep you on the same spot. That will not be you forever. But if God can birth new hope in you, oh, hallelujah. This is what Apostle Paul said, Philippians 1.20, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall not be ashamed. Say with me, according to my hope. How do you get hope? Of course, you can get it from the word of God. That's why we are teaching you from God's word. But let me tell you another powerful key to hope. Other people's testimonies. Or your own testimony. That's why I'm sharing my testimony afresh today. Perhaps there's somebody that is going through the kind of barrenness that we also went through. Maybe your own is not yet seven and a half years. Or maybe your own is more than seven and a half years. Have hope. I love some of the testimonies that God just gave us in church. That lady that just before her 40th birthday, she got married. Somebody have hope. That guy that got a financial breakthrough, that in one contract, six years annual salary God gave him. Somebody have hope. Learn to read testimonies from scripture and people around you and let what God has done you can even look at your own life. Yes, there I was just thanking God and just, wow. Do you know it could have been possible that 10 years after we are still believing God for children? And look at today, we have two, three beautiful children. Even what God has done can inspire fresh hope. Someone called me yesterday and gave me a word of prophecy for my daughter. That 10 years from today, this is what she's going to be that God showed him. Hope. Hope can come from testimonies. Let me tell you somewhere else hope can come from. And this is the second key as, I, as we close this morning. What have we learned in King's Word in 30 years? So that's what God learned or what God displayed. God displayed hope. In fact, I will get into this next week. If you study Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 very well, I'm realizing that all that happened in Genesis 1 were just inner pictures. Inner pictures. Even the man and the woman he created. You see, it's Genesis 2 that God formed Adam from the ground. But Genesis 1, God said, let us make them male and female. But when you read Genesis 2, you see that God formed Adam. Adam named all the animals. Then later, God created Eve. So what was God doing in Genesis 1 when he made them male and female? Inner picture. This may be the mystery or the answer to evolution. There are things God said in Genesis that did not happen until years after. All that was happening just was God in that picture. Vision. Oh, there's darkness everywhere, but I see light. I see the sun. I see the trees. I see the fishes. I see the grass. And I see man in my image and my likeness. Male and female having dominion. As the master key to a new beginning. What have we learned in King's Word? 30 years. This is the key I want to give you. Prayer. Prayer. Particularly praying in tongues. As we close this morning, I want to challenge everyone. You don't pray in the spirit. You don't pray in tongues. That's why we give you that class every Sunday. Start praying in tongues. That's what really Paul was talking about in Ephesians 1. 
praying for you that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. Oh, hallelujah. Let me, let me take two, three minutes as I close here. We call prayer in this church, we call it pursuit. Our prayer meetings. And I'll just mention five things. What happens when you pray? Particularly when you pray in the spirit. And that which inspires hope. Number one, pursuit, praying, intense praying in the spirit, is a purposeful spiritual investment. We pray every day in this church. I would. And I, I just believe that somebody can get on that frequency with us. Learn how to do it. And then get to the point where you don't need Pastor T. You don't need Dr. K to know how to pray. Not that you should not join us in prayer. But you now know how to pray. What are you doing? You are making purposeful spiritual investments. I wish I had more time to talk to you about that. But these are these things I've taught you before. Number two, pursue to say profound devotion and dedication to God. A profound devotion and dedication. Learn to devote your life and dedicate your life to God. How do you do it in the place of prayer? We see people doing that all through scriptures. Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 was a very good example. Number three, pursuit, praying. <clears throat> you see, God loved us first. And God pursued us first. One of the best ways to maximize that is to pursue God in return. I'm going to teach you that. The things God has demonstrated to you. I talked on it a bit last month. Talking about wisdom. Learn to follow the example of God. So God loved you. Love God back. That's how you maximize what God did towards you. God pursued you. No shadow he did not light up. No mountain did not climb over to get to you. To save you through his blood. You too. Pursue God back. You will see amazing things. And I'm talking about pursuit in the place of prayer. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? It's a preparation. That's the third thing you're doing. Preparation for what God has prepared you for. Number four, what is pursuit? It's a press. Pressing into what God has for you. And what's the fifth one? Pursuit is a positioning. Positioning for what God has in store for you. When you can learn to live life this way, you can restart whatever you need to restart. You are positioned for a new beginning. You are pressing into a new beginning. You are prepared for a new beginning. You are dedicated and devoted to a new beginning, and you have made serious investments for a new beginning that will bring amazing returns in future. Which devil will stop your new beginning? The children that have to come will come. The money that has to come will come. The breakthrough that has to come will come. And the change of story that has to come will what? Hallelujah. That's all you need. Somebody shout, I have hope. And I press into prayer. Or say it this way, I'm prayerful. Say, I have hope. And I'm a prayerful person. And the platform is available in this church to help you develop those two things. Pray with Dr. K, 1 p.m. to 1.15 every day. Just 15 minutes. Ah, that's 1 p.m. Pastor, I'm on the rig. I can't get online. No problem. When you get off the rig, 
go online. You will see Dr. K there. Pursuit, 5.30 a.m. in the morning. 9 p.m. at night. That's what somebody here needs for the new beginning they are looking for. It will birth hope inside of you. In that place of prayer, one day you will see something you've not seen before. That will turn on the light on your inside. And all of a sudden, all the yama yama mess on the outside doesn't make any difference anymore. Rise on your feet this morning. Lift your hands to heaven. Bless the name of the Lord. 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 Come on, talk to him. I want you to echo what God said. Let there be light. Light for my new beginning. Let there be light. Light for my new beginning. Everybody open your mouth and pray that prayer. And as we are praying that prayer, you are in the house this morning, you are not born again. You've not made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior. And as we embark on this new beginning, you want to surrender to Jesus. Raise your hand where you are. Every other person, you can put your hands down, but your prayer is this. Let there be light. Let me see on the inside. But anyone that needs to get born again, the first light you see is the light of salvation. Raise your hand sky high where you are. Raise your hand. H.O.P., please come, come with me. Raise your hand if you need to get saved. Quickly, every other person opening their mouth and praying, let there be light. Let there be light. Let the light on my inside be brighter and greater than the darkness on, my, uh, on the outside. Who needs to get born again? Who needs to rededicate their life? Those of you in the gallery, raise your hand sky high if you need to get saved or you need to rededicate your life to Jesus. Ushers, please be on the lookout for anyone raising their hand. The ushers will put a decision card in your hand. Let there be light. Open your mouth. Pray the prayer. Let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be Let there be light. Let there be light. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00640.